Welcome to Opinions and Beer. We're your host, I'm Adam. I'm Tyler. And I'm Keenan. Today we've got a special guest. We're, we are interviewing James Buckman from Hot Apollo. Woo! Hot Apollo. Are you excited for this? But before we get into all that, we've ob- we obviously have to get into the beer of the day. This is not the beer of the day. And today's... Beer of the day is oh, by B fifty two Brewing Company. This is gonna be so good. Super fruited, pineapple, blood orange, and agave. This is an imperial fruited sour ale at ten percent alcohol by volume. Our imperial sour with a triple dose of fruit, conditioned on pineapple and blood orange puree. And raw agave nectar, which come together to create a mouth-watering tropical brew. Bringing him in now. James, bringing him in. James, James Buckman, Buckman, ladies and gentlemen. So, for the beer of the day, you guys ready to try this beer of the day? Let's crack this bad boy open. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. Literally. We got this uh, this weak label, though. I was like, well, what is that, a pack of drugs? <laughs> B-52. B-52. Have you had a lot from B-52 yet, Tyler? No, I have not had a lot from B-52. Pineapple, yeah. blood orange, and agave. Uh, we've had a bit of B-52 on this show. Sick band. It is a sick band, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Matt, like, I barely recall. I recall they exist, and I've heard them. <laughs> <laughs> love Shack, man. Love Shack, baby. Yeah, Love Shack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 I'm sorry, it's not on my playlist. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they get tied by the side of the road. <laughs> Alright, let's try this beer. Well, smell it first, obviously. It smells sour. It yeah. smells like pineapple and blood orange. I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I gotta I, say, I'm getting the sour. Yeah, I'm just getting the sour. Oh yeah. What's the sour yeast? Yeah. Yeasty. Right. Let's go for it. Alright, well. Fuck yeah, bro. You know what? It blends nicely. It fucking does. It blends I, I taste, nicely. I taste the pineapple most. You taste the pineapple, then the orange cuts through, but it's not super orangey, and then it finishes with like an agave aftertaste. type aftertaste. I guess my uh, palate is not that sophisticated. I do not taste any agave. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. It's fucking good though. That's a really good, really good brew. You know what yeah. agave tastes like? No, it's like no. A, it's a nectar. Is it? It's a nectar from. Cactus. I feel like it's cactus. A, it acts. Uh, it would add texture more. It's than cacti sugar. sugar. I get. I, I, yeah, no. I went to an agave farm once, and uh, they had this mural of like Maihuel, the goddess of agave, and she had hair that was just like so brilliantly blue and spiky. I just thought, yo, hair gold right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, great, great trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, but it's good, man. I don't know what to give it though. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna give this because one, I'm a sour guy. I like sours. I like ghosts. Um, I'm gonna give this an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight. Mouth-watering tropical brew. Does this taste like a mouth-watering tropical brew to you? I mean, you definitely get everything that's advertised. 
You know, ironically, despite them agave nectar, despite them being called sours, I like the more fruity sours than the sour sours, and the right. sour is sour. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah, it has a bunch of sour fruit in it. Oh. Orange isn't blood orange. Isn't oranges kind of sour? Yeah. Well, citrusy. Is what, what's the difference between citrus and sour? Uh, the citrus isn't sour. Citrus is citrus. It's tang. Tangy. It's, it's tang. Uh, but there's a line between tangy and sour. I just noticed you're like shining that alarm though. That's sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's real metal. Awesome. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, 90 degrees here in Texas. So uh, uh, it's, he's very dedicated. So to I'm suffering. Jacket. Definitely yeah. suffering. Yeah. But we'll I'm do. the opposite. I tend to wear a minimum of clothing. Uh, especially when I'm performing, and I live in Canada, and it's it's great right now. But the winters, man, they're uh, they're brutal. I mean, not like they're not awful, but I I get cold very easily. I get cold at like 14 degrees Celsius, maybe <laughs> even higher. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 a little uh, coward when it comes to the cold. I can take all the heat you can throw at me, but I get cold so fast. <laughs> Yet I prefer not to. I just got the shower, so I'm not like dressed in any sort of anything fancy. But uh, yeah. Um, so, but I feel you on like powering through whatever temperature for the look. That, oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, hundred percent. We yeah. have Mr. James Buckman of Hot Apollo. Yeah. What What is Hot Apollo? What does that mean to you? Uh, we're the sparkliest rock and roll band in the galaxy. Uh, that's what we're about. Louder than thunder, shining like lightning, uh, bringing you all the sparkle rock you can take. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I dig that. <laughs> Now that name, Hot Apollo, uh, was that like a band effort? Was that you? Like, all right, there's a story uh, behind that, and I always uh, honored my promise to tell it whenever I'm asked. So, all right, um, in high school, I was in a few bands that uh, didn't go anywhere because uh, the people who started them had all these like big dreams that they lacked the drive to see through beyond like a month. And one of those bands was, yeah, uh, I, 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 was, I, I just, I kept watching these things that like, fall apart around me. And eventually I just like had to take a break from music, um, which didn't last that long because I need to do music. But um, one of these bands was uh, with this guy by the wonderful name of Heart Needles. And he's a great guy. He just realized that his life path wasn't in music. Anyway, we were discussing band names and he said, uh, I, I well, he was a big fan of um, like beat poets of the uh, early 20th century, like Allen Ginsberg and, uh, you know, Jack Kerouac, that whole scene. Um, so there's this poem Ginsberg wrote called The Shrouded Stranger, which was about um, the sort of underground gay orgies in the 50s or whatever. Um, and it had this line, Hot Apollo. Down in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, well, because, they, you know, they, uh, it, was, it was quite repressive. So when you had these moments where you could just be your authentic self uh it was like a revelry like no other you know what i mean that's what like like pride that now um but like back then it was like yeah you had like like maybe like one time a month when you could just be like the gayest possible version of yourself without being lynched or whatever um so yeah um he, he suggested this name uh hot apollo because just one line from the poem that stuck out to him and i've always been a big mythology fan <clears throat> And that name in particular, Apollo, it just always rolled off the tongue brilliantly. So I, I, it, it got stuck in my mind. Then later, I started my own band called The Body Electric after a Walt Whitman poem, 
Um, and then I realized there's another band in my city called that. So I called up my friend Hard Needles and said, yo, are you ever going to use that like uh, Hot Apollo name? He said, no, because if I ever start another band, it's going to be called Hard Needles and the Love Darts. Uh, so use that name with my blessing. But if anyone ever asks, tell them you got it from Hard Needles. So here I am telling you that I got the name Hot Apollo from Hard Honoring Needles. Honoring that promise. That's awesome. I respect, I'm a man of my word. I respect that right there. Yeah. Always. Always honoring the promises. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Good. Very cool. Any questions? Yeah. Um. What uh, what is glam punk? What do you consider? What what, what style is that? Is that your style? Is that an actual style? What are other bands listed under the no, glam punk genre? I feel like I have heard that be, before finding out about Hot Apollo. I feel like I have heard the term glam punk somewhere. So, I actually don't know if it's an established like genre. But it's I've been called that um, in the past by people uh, who are trying to like I, I we are a unique sort of band uh, which is probably clear and I, I think a lot of people uh, don't know exactly how to like typify us because we don't like fit neatly into uh, the the you know boxes that are there so uh, I think people see that we have a big uh, flamboyant aesthetic and we have. Um, a sort of uh, rawness in the way we approach music, which I just think is the core of rock and roll. But as rock and roll has diversified, it's it can get away from that sometimes, whereas punk has generally stuck to that sort of purity of expression. Um, and we definitely have that. So I think like glam punk is where a lot of people land with us. I would say that like the New York Dolls uh would probably be like the er glam punk band if there if there is one but they also predated glam rock and like punk music as they uh like they were like those things were codified like after like the dolls broke up i think so um it is a it is a thing but uh i don't know if it's ever been like firmly established into its own like genus yeah what what do you what do you feel uh, inspired your sound? Because uh, when we were listening to you, you have kind of you give off kind of an Iggy Pop type of noise, like also like a similar to Clash, like a mixture between Clash Iggy Pop or kind of you know what I mean. What's a what's what sound are you going for? Uh, I'm going for our own sound. I so I started <laughs> as a poet, and my goal was always just like find music that fit my words, and. Uh, and like the sound developed around that um but i will say that so i haven't heard the clash comparison before um iggy pop is a very inspirational figure to me because oh, yeah. when i started out i couldn't play any instruments uh, apart from drums badly which i did in my high school bands um and i didn't i, I and i didn't have a sort of developed singing voice what i had was a presence um, an onstage uh, fire, and I had my words, you know? And when Iggy Pop started out, that was exactly what he had. He also played drums badly in high school bands and was not terribly musical outside of that. Um, and he made a career in music that spanned decades. And I thought, yo, if he can do it, like, I should give it a go. And after that, there's no looking back. Oh, yeah. So while he didn't inspire me, like, musically, he let me know that it was possible to... Uh, do something just with those skills. And now after that, I did develop a sort of rudimentary ability to like at least write songs on guitar and piano. And I have like learned how to train my voice better. 
but uh, when I started, I had none of that. So uh, he was he was like the key figure in in solidifying my decision to commit to music. You see, that reminds me of like one of the most influential lyrics I've ever heard in the entire genre of punk was like, "There's a No Effect song," and uh, fuck if, if if I tried, I probably couldn't even remember which one. But uh, now I'm trying to remember which one. Oh, <laughs> no, no, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But he's like uh. Uh, he's like, join a punk band. He's like, you don't need talent, you just need attitude. And I was like, fuck, I love punk. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly no. where it's at, bro. <laughs> I, I remember uh, hearing, uh, I don't know which member, but one of the guys from Roxy Music who did a lot for punk before it's like uh, full birth uh, said that the guys in Roxy Music were inspired amateurs, which is... <laughs> I feel a good like uh, term for a lot of punk musicians, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, so probably knew this question was going to get asked. Maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't. But we saw everybody, you know, who knows that about Hot Apollo knows that you were on Canada's Got Talent. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and um, I, we, I saw the video of you on Canada's Got Talent. And I also saw your reply video to all the comments about that video. And I noticed that, like, you just kind of had like a my what my my brother would always say like a, a duck on the water mentality. You just kind of let it roll off you, let it, let, it, let it roll off your back. You know what I mean? Because I've seen other people go on about like the comments made towards them, and they're you know real defensive. They get real angry, but you you just you just chilled. You just you went went along with it. It was great. Took it as compliments. Yeah, even. it was yeah, yeah it was great to see somebody That's, with that attitude. You nailed it. So here's the thing. When people insult me, they, they tend to go for things I'm actually proud of. Uh, like one of the, I don't know if this was, this was on, it might have been a separate video. This, I made some dumb joke um, uh, like a few months ago um, and uh, it, it went viral and apparently triggered a bunch of people who uh, felt uh, a lot of like political opposition towards me, uh, like rightly or wrongly. And I just remember this one comment some guy said, oh, look, it's Marilyn Manson's transge transgender sister. And I thought, all right, Marilyn Manson was like the icon of androgyny for an entire generation. But even he's not androgynous enough to serve as a direct point of comparison for me. I have to be his transgender sister. Like, that feels like high praise. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people exactly. <laughs> insult me by inadvertently complimenting me. So yeah, just hilarious to me, and I, I think. And also, I I am a, I'm a messy side for attention. Uh, so like it's it it it, it needs to be really uh, bad before I can be unnerved or uh, like offended by getting attention of, of any kind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I prefer the positive kind, but it's like yo, know, if people are paying attention to me, like I'm happy oh, to to take the spotlight and shit like that. Right? Yeah. And uh, and Tyler brought up a good uh, a good little point there about the Canada's Got Talent. Um, two two a two part question here for you. Uh, did you what was the decision to go solo on Canada's Got Talent instead of bringing like the band along or something? And uh, do you think that shows like that, like America's Got Talent, American Idols, Canada's Got Talent? Do you think it kind of shuns away from that style of music, like a punk punk metal style of music, and they they go for more of the uh, <laughs> noise called pop adam um well the thing i realized about canada's got talent they don't like because i i've never 
really watch the show. Um, but uh, my friend told me, yeah, they don't really go for like musicians that much. That's what like American Idol's for. Uh, they they go for like weird acts. Like my friend uh, happened to be on on the same season as one half of a hypnotizing team or something, and they're like acrobats and, and stuff like that. So uh, for one thing, I don't think they actually go for uh, musicians that often. The decision to go solo, one thing was just log- logistics. It was in Niagara and it was like in the morning and uh, it just wasn't worth pulling everyone away from like their jobs and like carting, it, carting all their stuff in, in, in like a like two, in, like combined four hours or whatever on the road. Um, and it's just it was sort of just to get ourselves out there um, to a wider audience and at least expose people to... Uh, an aspect of what Hot Apollo is all about. And as the face of the band, uh, I felt comfortable in uh, doing that um, solo. So that was, yeah, it wasn't the sort of like big thing. It's just the, the sort of most efficient way to uh, achieve the task. Okay. Do you think that uh, had you had your full band there, it, it may have played out different? Um, I'm not actually sure. Uh, I kind of like, I just, I went and then went on with my life. Um, yeah, like, I did that. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm not gonna not do it, but I don't really give two fucks how it goes. You know, <laughs> I, that's the thing. I'll do. That's. I mean, that's the thing. I I will give my all to whatever opportunity is in front of me. Um, and if it doesn't work out, I'll focus on the other opportunities that are still in front of me. Absolutely, I dig that so much. Yeah, we've but seen they say, even made you yeah. a gif, or a, uh, they made you like a like a meme. They, uh, the Amer- the official America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah, rock on. Yeah, yeah the rock, yeah, rock on. on. But what it was, it was just like I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, like it, it just said like rock on and it had you rocking on. And it's like, <laughs> despite what they said on the show, like they, they obviously, that it was a positive meme. It wasn't like, hey, look at this motherfucker meme. It was like, like rock on. You, know? you left an impression, you know? Yeah, yeah you left exactly. an impression. Oh, no, all right. Send it to me because I don't think I knew about that. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. And also, I didn't think it was like a negative, it wasn't a negative thing either. It's like, I know that, like, I know how, like, I do know enough about these, like, talent shows to know how the archetypes break down and like one person has to be like very warm and giving and the other two have to be like varying degrees of critical and one has to be like sort of more caustic. So it's like, I didn't like really see, I didn't like, I don't think they were like personally attacking me. They're just like, you know, playing their parts. Yeah, um, yeah, and, I respect yeah. them, and I respect them. It's like, I will say how we in particular, like, uh, I, I don't, I'm not like a, like a devout, like follower of everything he's done. But I remember when I was a very, young kid in like elementary school and going through uh, a serious bout of OCD, my mother like pointed him on, on television and said, yo, that guy has OCD that's so bad that occasionally he needs to like leave his family and live in another house by himself just so that like his symptoms don't like conflict with the people around him. And Jesus. he still managed to have a, a successful and happy life. And if, and if he can do what you can do, and I thought, you know what? That's actually very inspiring. Like, thank you. Um, so I always like have a soft spot for Howie Mandel in my heart because of that. Oh yeah, I mean, um, so oh, it was yeah. cool, like you know, perform for him for like thirty seconds. By the way, <laughs> yeah. if any of you like the thirty seconds of that song you saw on Kansas Got Talent, uh, we just put out the the like official music video for it. Yeah, Baby Lord. Um, no, no, yeah, we love Baby Lord. Yeah, we we all yeah, that was the song. Hey, uh, when did um how how long ago was the uh, Vampire Road song? That was uh, last summer. That was when we made last that video summer? and recorded yeah. around the same Welcome time. Down yeah, Vampire Road. 
Anyways, but yeah, it's a jam, bro. But no, but uh, I think Baby Lord's bet. I, I think I think uh, progressively. I think uh, this newest, your newest song. I don't know if it's on the same album or what, but whatever this newest video you did, this new song, Baby Lord, is progressively. Like I can listen to that day, like 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 uh, Vampire Road. I can say this is this is an interesting band. I'd go see them live. Baby Lord, I'd be like, I'm gonna add that to my playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of my favorite songs. It's definitely one that means the most to me. I think like, that we made that the lead single for the new album because I think it does a really good job of encapsulating a bunch of diverse aspects of the band. You know, it has like a little bit of a lot of the things we do. Because um, while we are, we do have a sort of like core element of rock. Like uh, we can stretch that in in different directions, and uh, I think Baby Lord like showcases a lot of that really well. And I'm just I'm really proud of the video. Uh, and so many of our music video shoots have been just like hilarious. Uh, Vampire Road was was one where there's a night shoot, but the director forgot to bring lighting. And <laughs> this one friend who is like notorious for like not showing up for any plan he makes uh, chose that night to show up and said, oh, yeah, I actually live like across the street. And we're like in Mississauga and we're like, that's not where any of us live. And he just like runs like back, comes back in like 30 minutes with some lighting and saves the shoot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a Vampire Road video. Um, oh, yeah. Great time. I was actually just yeah. about to ask because like we do some filming and stuff too. And sometimes when you're filming, you know, things can get really tedious, you know, tempers can start to flare. But from looking at y'all's music videos, it seems like y'all had a lot of fun filming them. Yeah, they never get tedious. Things go wrong, but like we just like roll with them and uh and, and have a have a good time, have some laughs, you know. They sometimes they take longer than they should, um, but uh, we get the job done. We we generally have a good time with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what what is what what's your aspirations for Hot Apollo? Like, what do you see yourself in the next in the in the next year? Uh, I have no idea. I'm so bad at time, and I'm really bad at predicting <laughs> the future. At least my future. Um, I'm. Uh, I just. I just like keep going. I just like push forward, upward, uh, all the directions I can find. Um, I just want Hot Apollo to be like the the biggest possible thing we can be. Like I want, uh, I at least I feel as though it's not unrealistic for us to be like the like premier name in rock and roll. Like that that is like my dream for us. I just want us to reach like the furthest reaches of the cosmos um, and just like expose everyone to our uh, grandeur. You know, because there's a lot to go around. You want motherfuckers um, out there right. with hot Apollo tattoos and shit? Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, like, look, I have bro, one. Look what I got for you. No. Yeah, this is this is a hot Apollo symbol. I want I want a bunch of people that, to be sporting this. You know what? Like, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I like that, dude. And it's in such a good spot. It's so like it's like a fucking superhero crest. Like, look at this shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I and I want to save the world with rock and roll. Like, that's that's my superhero journey. Yeah. That's oh, an yeah. Amazing superhero journey, right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, geez. So, you just uh, got done with your newest album, you said, with uh, Baby Lord on it? Just just came out, um, like, two or three weeks ago. And it, within, like, six days of its release, I was back in the studio to start the next album. Um, which That's I what I was like, about to ask. I was yeah. about to ask your process of music making. Is it fast? Is it slow? Do you, when you're done with one, do you already got something else ready? Oh, here's, here's the thing. I've been, as I said, I've been like making music in, in some way since like high school and I have dozens or possibly hundreds of songs. And right now, like 
I'm still writing new ones, but I've also realized like how important it is to like get them down on record because as much as I love playing them live, uh, a day could come when I'm dead uh, and not available to play them live anymore. And there's gotta be a record. There's gotta be a legacy. You know what I mean? I might not be immortal. I don't know yet. Um, so I've got to like lay as well, much down on record as I can. Yeah. So as I'm writing new songs and, and recording them, I'm also like trying to like take out the backlog of songs I have to get those down on record too. So uh, like for a while, the hard part was just like scraping the money together, which is why like for, for a few years, I was just like writing or uh, recording singles as I'd have the money for them. But eventually I just realized, yeah, no, I can't, I can't wait around to get all the money. Uh, I just, I need to like, you know, I, if I, it means like digging further in my savings, like to get the stuff down, uh, even because I want to get signed. I want to like eventually get to a position where like a label is helping to fund this stuff and I'm not having like got a pocket for it, or at least, you know, have pockets that are even up, but you know, lots of musician, uh, money isn't always guaranteed. So, uh, I've just like committed to like, uh, nonstop recording basically, um, as, as efficiently as I can do. Um, but that's the thing. I'm not someone who likes stopping in any capacity. I don't, I always like to like, uh, have things in motion. The tech nine of glam punk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know What's who the... Tech9 is. It's a rapper. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, all right, dig. <laughs> he, he doesn't uh, stop. He to... puts out 12 albums a year, one for every month. No, he puts out <laughs> oh, he puts out an album a year. I'm just joking. <laughs> and then also an EP, also a sample to the EP, which has whole different songs. <laughs> Those are all yeah. albums, goddammit. And sometimes he works with Surge. We get it. <laughs> yeah, no, ideally, I'd like to have this like new album out by the end of 2023. Um, there it's, it's tied to some other things. The lead single, um, from it is, uh, tied up to tied up with like a, a television show. That's uh, I mean, I don't know how much it is. Hmm. I never said too much. All right. It's, it's, there are some things which have led me to believe that like the next year would be a particularly good time releasing it. But, um, anyway, why? <laughs> All right. I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for this. I think, I think the people who are in charge um, are, are cool enough to let me say this. And I don't think anyone else who isn't cool would know what I'm talking about by the vague way I'm putting it. So it's, uh, there's, it's, it's tied up with, with, a with another media project that got delayed. So originally it was going to be the lead single for this album. Instead, I'm going to make it the lead single for next year's album. Um, and the, if the show isn't out by then, then I've been given the green light to just like put out whenever I, I want. Oh, wait, so, so, I so wait, wait, there's going to be a show. There's going to be like a, I can't uh, say, I don't want to say anything more. There's going to be a show out in September. About that time. Yeah. And everything goes to plan, it's a TV yeah. show. Yeah. I'll say a TV show is coming out with a song that you did. Yeah, they can't release any more information. Don't, don't, no, no. don't press the guy. Are, are you saying it's not? You don't want to release it? It's not confirmed. It may, no, I'm sure he signs. I'm sure. Let's, I'm let's, sure let's it's like. Back. What do you got? No, I'm sure. I'm sure he like signed like a uh, like. And it's happening. I signed stuff, but they haven't found. Is he frozen? Yeah, I, I don't want to. Oh, he's waiting for you to quit. Uh, to quit talking. Um, <laughs> go. 
I just, I, I, I'll say, all right, let's let's meet back in a year. I'll, I'll come back on your podcast in a year when like the new album is closer to being out, and and uh, by that point, I should be able to talk pretty freely about things. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That wraps yeah, that I, question. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, 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 I was interested. Contractually no, no, obligated to depress people. <laughs> it was an interesting Speaking thing. Of, uh, that was an interesting thing. Like, I, yeah, I gotta no, say, I, I you know, it. like, this isn't a question, but I love your hair. And I keep thinking, like, I, I like, 10 seconds ago, I was like, Bro, I'm stealing that. Like, I'm doing my mohawk your color. And, and like, oh man, like, the fact that dedicate, you did your eyebrows too. Like, that's dedicated. Like, oh fuck, I'm doing that. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, here's the thing. So, um, uh, by the way, you're, you, you always have like some excellent style too. Especially, like, you, you have sort of like, uh, it's almost like kind of like half of a rainbow in your hair. Oh, thank um, you. It's just faded. That's, that's how it's it looks from pink. here. It was like vibrant pink. But like I, I work outside and shit, and the heat and all that, it, it faded quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you know? hair. Yeah, color stuff to maintain. Uh, which I just I've gotten in the habit of like basically like redying mine weekly, or just like touching it up. Not full redying, but like just touching it up like once a week at least, because blue is. Fuck! Blue I should have done that. My I, I feel like my hair looks like shit now. It faded like it. It looked ten times better fucking ten weeks ago. You know? No, you're like if the heat miser had like a punk rock brother. Who the you know uh, yeah, that kind of hair. A, a little bit of a, a not give a fuck vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember the eyebrows. Um, I used to like do them with makeup and just like throw a bunch of like glitter and like blue makeup on them. Um, and then I had this I for like like less than a month I dated this one girl who was a contradiction in, in a bunch of ways because she was like a huge like glam rock fan and she liked some of my look but like hated other bits of it like yeah. i think she liked like my eyeshadow and my hair but she hated like uh my leggings uh my propensity to wear a cape sometimes and like <laughs> uh my and the blue eyebrow uh makeup and once i realized that that we were not compatible at all lovely girl but just like we she was on her own it was path. the eyebrows it was a deal breaker like and my so eyebrows after, gotta be blue you know <laughs> but yo, here's the thing no, no here's the thing after I broke up with her and like started, because uh, I, I like made the like I, I basically said, all right, it's not that big a deal. When I see her, I won't wear the eyebrow makeup. But after I got out of that relationship, um, uh, not even a relationship, whatever, um, I noticed like an uptick of compliments from other people about my eyebrows. I just just coincidence, but like I started like be aware of it more. Like people are constantly complimenting my eyebrows. I thought. Yeah, no, I mean, my eyebrows are awesome. Like, fuck what she said. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to, like, dye them permanently. They, you know? They, they so are that was like, awesome. Well, the thing that is, was it's like, like it's just a contrast when, like, I have blonde hair, right? So if I dyed my hair completely fucking black, my eyebrows are still blonde, and it just, like, stands out like, hey, this guy's yeah. real hair color is not black, yeah. just so you know. So it's like an extra yeah. step. Like, like your whole shit is blue. Not just your hair, but, like, all your hair. You know? <laughs> like, even yeah, all your no, it's eyes. like my soul color, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um... Yeah. Adam, what you got? Well, uh, I don't know. Do you, did anyone have uh, final questions? Anything you want to promote? Like uh, any, uh, you know, big, big shows you're doing? Any plugs, or... you know? Yeah. So as I said, um, new album with two new music videos out now everywhere online. Um, we even have some limited edition vinyls of the lead single. Uh, if you're, if you want to get at me, but you can find Hot Apollo anywhere online like iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to music, we're there. All social media, we're Hot Apollo. Um, 
like Linktree, Hot Apollo, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, even TikTok. Um, uh, you'll find us on YouTube too. Um, yeah, you can find us anywhere, and uh, I'm not I'm not hard to reach either. If you if you want to get at me personally, uh, but yeah, <laughs> find us anywhere. And uh, today is Thursday, the first of September, as we're recording this oh, on yeah. Friday, the second of September. Uh, my band is playing the Bovine Sex Club uh, on Queen Street in Toronto. Uh, if you can get down here, I highly recommend it, uh-huh. especially because by sheer chance, two of the other bands we were thrown on the bill with happen to be bands uh, of personal friends, and I can guarantee that they are going to put on killer shows too. Um, I'm not intimately familiar with the fourth band, but I do know that they rock too. So it's going to be like a, an insane night <laughs> of all kinds of rock and roll. Did you say Sex Club? Bovine Sex Club is the name of the place, yes. Is it a sex uh, club? Is that a name not, or is it literally a sex club? It is a name. It is a rock club. Um, oh, it is not. You are not say, uh, required to have sex on the premises. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's the kind of show you might meet someone on that night and sex might be in the cards later uh, after the events have gone off stage. I will say... On Sundays, they uh, sometimes have burlesque nights, so uh, which is not quite the same thing. But uh, <laughs> um, but it is a thing. It's like it's especially with our kind of music. Like there's a sexual charge in the air at all times. Oh no, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like that. So too. you know, it's oh, not yeah. it's not a total misnomer. So uh, so uh, we're, it looks like Zoom is telling us we're almost out of time. But I got two questions. I'm, I'm going to try to pump out before we end this. It's my two, uh, my two uh, biggest questions I ask every single interview in the world. Okay? Yeah. First question, Nickelback or Creed? Uh, there's this one song that's stuck in my head um, because it's on like a soundtrack for the Spider-Man movie I saw when I was a kid. Oh, uh, Hero, bro, right? Yeah. Hero. Yes! So the yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that song, bro. That's uh, they say uh, hero. The hero can say he was. Yeah. I'm not going to stand here waiting. There we go. There we go. Exactly. But I just, it's the wrong words are stuck in my head. I almost sang them just now because my brother and I had this joke when we were kids. We played this video game together called City of Heroes. And we just like it. used to sing each other. They say city of heroes can save us. <laughs> um, that's, that's that's what gets stuck in my head because I I never like devoutly listened to Nickelback, but that that song uh, is not a bad song, and it's associated with some very fond memories um, uh, I have of my brother and, and me. So uh, I'm going to go with Nickelback okay. because of that. Yeah. And uh, and final yeah. and final question: If the Illuminati ask you to join, do you? Uh, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to give it a shot. Here's the thing. I, I'll options. give anything a shot. If someone asks me a question. I mean, you, you or, do know, though, that Nickelback runs the Canadian Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. But yeah, sure not. Like, it's, I'll go along with anything until it becomes bad for me. Um, <laughs> like, if I, get, if I get in there and realize, oh, these guys don't have the best interests of the world at, at heart, and I can't get them off that path, then I'm probably going to stand in opposition to that but if i think if i think oh i can do some good here and like maybe have a fun time along the way uh i'll give a shot yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what if like yeah. upon joining though they're like look we're gonna need you to drink this baby blood <laughs> <laughs> um i only drink water and like a smoothie once in a while oh and protein shakes so, so no baby, baby blood not really 
I'll, I'll, you know what? If they want me to smear on my chest, I'll do that. I mean, hold on. Maybe, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. He won't hold drink on. it. It's not a deal breaker. He, <laughs> he just won't drink it. it. Wait, a- was it ethically sourced? Like, baby- no, the babies were slaughtered. Like- that's Illuminati's oh. thing. Well, see, that's a bad omen then. Because I was circumcised. <laughs> like, they're getting blood there, and if someone wants to drink that blood, like, fine. But, like, if, if, if babies had to die for this, then that feels like a bad omen. Like, I don't think baby sacrifice is something I want to get on board with. Oh, uh, this was this was uh, the least singer of Hot Apollo. It was a fun yeah. time having you on. Such Thanks. a great time. Thanks wonderful, for, wonderful interview. If your shit was not part of my playlist before, it is now. I'm gonna go look up all Hell your yeah. shit. As everyone should, as everyone with any like modicum of good taste should, and you guys clearly are like overflowing with good taste. So anybody, oh, like anybody watching this show right now, go check out Hot Apollo. Is it Hot Apollo? Is it, and is your website hotapollo.rocks? Is it Hot Apollo? Yes. Yes. It also, if you go to hotfall.com or whatever, it'll go there too. But I had to get that name, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of of yes. Okay. Fun time, Hot Apollo. Thanks for coming so on. Oh, thank you for coming on. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ow. Yeah. We just had a fun interview with James Buckman of Hot Apollo, baby. Hot Apollo. I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of his work. We'll be downloading. And we did all this while drinking super fruited. Pineapple, blood orange, and agave. Oh, this was a good, solid bro. beer. Ken had two. We all had one of the fourteen dollars. I thought there was a six pack. I thought we all had two dollars for a four pack. Beef is two does four packs, buddy. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> for forty fucking bucks. For fourteen, fourteen dollars. So what's point five? About three. Don't you 3. ever 5 ask me to do math per can or something? Fourteen dollars for a four. I pack. come on this podcast to skate math dollars to skate math. That's four. I think it's four dollars. It's like four dollars something. Four eight nine twelve. I mean, it's not bad. No, yeah. I give it an eight. I wondered why everyone else didn't have an open beer by themselves, <laughs> but I did, so I opened it and drank it. Oh god. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> well, uh, what what's some takeaways you had from this episode? Does it does it inspire you to look at different genres yes, of punk? Yes. Yes. One. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Again, we're in a different time. Uh, culture is so much different than back in the 70s and 80s. And, but, uh, it, but with a lot of things, like, not a lot, but like some things stay similar. the same. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like you said, like the passion. Self-expression. Self-expression. Uh, fuck you, I'm going to express myself. That, yeah, it's punk. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. yeah. Uh, the sound is like, 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 like he said, like he digs, Iggy Pop's always been one of his idols, but the class thing was a, a new thing to him but i was just i can't i heard it and i was just like oh fuck like the cl- no you know what songs sound like i that. like that iggy pop was uh like because that because like, i can hear those, it i, I know yeah yeah, yeah yeah you yeah, can yeah. hear it and then you heard it from him you know yeah. like oh yeah all he had like, was his poetry confirmation, like and his drum set a confirmation that you're right like i'm i'm getting iggy pop vibes and he's like yes you are getting iggy pop vibes yeah, I dig that. I dig him. He's fucking golden. He's a great person. He's fun to talk to. He's just a fun person in general. Uh, fun person? How do you, you don't know him? We knew we met him through the fucking internet. He could be a creeper. A that's just person. your opinion. Yeah, that's always, just your opinion. Oh, I guess it's just your opinion. Was that too early? That we got it's more our to, opinion. You can't fucking do the closing line. We have more to talk about. And that's fine. <laughs> No, more to talk well, about. Well, no, because that's just your opinion, Keenan. Oh, we like, oh, he was dull. that's fine. Oh, he was dull, was, was he? Was Opinions and beer. We are a million simple people.